It's time for Better to Forget It, brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official partner of WGR. Better to Forget It, put to you, put together for you today by Josh Schmidt. Hey, Josh. Hello. I'm ready to bet or forget things. I'm hoping that you don't forget most of them, because I, I, I took some time on these. All right. Hopefully hopefully you like them. Better to forget it. Better to forget it. T. Higgins will be a Kansas City Chief. Forget it. He's Well, I mean, eventually or this year? This year. They're going to franchise him. He's going to stay. They're going to take. So? They're gonna take a run at the title. They're fine. Higgins not going anywhere. Cincinnati. Hmm. All right. Better forget it. Justin Fields goes to Pittsburgh. Ah, yeah, right. Is Pittsburgh just posturing that they want to keep either Kenny Pickett or Mason Rudolph? I think Fields to Atlanta has a lot of sexy energy to it, but now there's a good indication that maybe Kirk Cousins could go to Atlanta, which I also like that. As uh, some of you to listen regularly know, and maybe some of you are in this camp with me, I am invested in the Falcons in fantasy football to an uncomfortable level. Have and you ever considered changing your fantasy team name to the Falcons? Just no, the Falcons? I have other players, but I'm have, I've got lots of London and Bijan and Pitts, and, uh, you know, maybe they could have a, a passing game someday. Their, their new passing game coordinator is Zach Robinson, former Rams OC or quarterbacks coach. I saw an interview with him where he said, if God designed a person to throw a football, if God came down and said this is the perfect thrower of a football, it would be Matthew Stafford. He worked with Matthew Stafford for a long time. And Stafford's, you know, not like the best quarterback of all time, just in terms of if, if you want to see how it's perfectly done, it's Matthew Stafford. It's not the first player that comes to mind. No. Like, he he's up there, but like, maybe not top five even. I don't know. That's It's a bit aggressive, I think. Alright, better to forget it. The Dodgers and Padres open up the MLB to open up the MLB season tomorrow in preseason at least. Shohei Otani hits a home run in his first game for the Dodgers. Sure. I don't know if he's scheduled to play tomorrow. There's like hope that he does. He's not going to pitch this year, but he can hit. So yeah, sure. Why not? If he's he's not pitching this year, no, he's not because of his uh, Tommy John surgery. Yeah. So he's got more time to focus on hitting. And he hit a lot. He hit home he, runs. You can hit I home think. runs with Tommy jo- needing Tommy John or having. I, to- I guess so. Uh, that that's the thing that confuses me. Right. Like I mean, I guess it's a different motion, but he hit sure. a home run in his first. Uh, I think first at bat at live batting practice. So he's ready to go. All right. I saw one major league baseball story that the game between the Guardians and they play somebody. The day of the eclipse, basically. The day of the eclipse, the Guardians were supposed to play at four ten, but they've moved it because the eclipse is going to go like right over Cleveland, it's just like it's going to go right over Buffalo. We're also going to get three minutes and thirty seconds of the event. That's how long it lasts. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. I, I'm excited for it. It's going to be pretty cool. Let's hope it's not cloudy. Yeah, yeah. That'll that'll be what happens. Big downer. You know, it's it's like, springtime in Buffalo. Yeah. <laughs> Big day like today to be perfect. All right, last one for you. So all this college football stuff going on, they change the the playoffs and they have the top five conference champions will make the playoffs. Yep. But the Pac-12 is pretty much gone, so there's not really five conferences anymore. So better to forget it, the Pac-12 makes a reappearance and somehow they rebuild the Pac-12 because of this new playoff expansion. Okay. Because right now the Pac-12 is just Washington State. It was going to be six and six, but without the Pac-12, it's five and seven. Yes. So you think you're asking, will the Pac-12 come back to make it go back to six and six? Yes. Sorry, I, I worded that poorly. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. 
No. You don't think they'll try to rebuild it or no. make a, a reappearance of the whack? <laughs> no, I think it's more likely we eventually get to two conferences than adding another one in. Because to get these teams to leave for another one, like once these conferences go away, I don't think they ever come back. And if they do, it's it's on a much smaller scale. Like the Big East in basketball was dissolved and, you know. So, yeah, I don't think it comes back. All right, better to forget it. The Big East. Who's in the Big East now? Looking at it, I'm just... Former Syracuse, you know, of course. I love the Big East. A lot of the teams are still there. I mean, all-time Big East teams, UConn, Seton Hall, Providence, Villanova, St. John's, Georgetown. Just saying these names, I just... Have you seen... You should watch... Is there a 30 for 30? What is it on the Big East? I don't know how much of a college basketball fan you should watch, but... I was big into it in high school. I, I, I was a big Michigan State guy, and then... I don't know. I just kind of got away from. It. I, I get into it every March for March Madness, but I don't yeah. know. It's it's hot and cold for me. Two uh, 2014 Requiem for the Big East, a thirty for thirty Requiem for the Big East. It's just amazing, so awesome. Anyway, all right. So I have a golf story for you. I was watching yesterday highlights of TPC Sawgrass from I don't even know what year. You'll remember the call though. So Sawgrass is. The Island Green number 17. I played Sawgrass with my father-in-law a couple of years ago, and I hit it in the water. Shocker. <laughs> I was not playing very good golf at that time in my life. I need to go back so I can play it better. But Sawgrass, of course, you can you can go play. And I was out last night for Golf League. That's right, League Night. And there's golf on the television, and it's Tiger standing on the, the edge, like right by the water, and he's putting from the fringe. His tee shot would have gone right to the edge. He's putting from the fringe. And the famous call, as he makes this windy putt and drops it in, goes like this. I have seen a number of players putt from the back part of this green, and the results have not been good. Johnny, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most! It's an insane putt that he makes. A snaking putt drops in. He's playing with Mickelson in this highlight. So it's peak Tiger and not quite peak Mickelson. I mean, he's, of course, always around peak Tiger. The two of them are playing. Here's Tiger, drains a putt from the fringe from 80 feet. A bender, a double bender drops in. And then here's Mickelson. Imagine playing with Tiger in Tiger's prime. He makes a putt. The roars you get. And Mickelson stands over his putt and blows it six feet by. He's much closer. Blows it six feet by three putts. Do you know what year that was? Uh, it would have been. Well, I, I've got it. I was just going to say, can you guess? Um, I don't. Let me see. Let me see. It could be anywhere in Tiger's dominance. He had such a long stretch of dominance. Jerry Kelly was leading at the time of the tournament. VJ Singh is there. Uh, it's probably 98. Nope. 2001. 2001. Okay, the 2001 Players' Championship then. So here's this is what I'm getting at. This is what's, what's funny to me. We're watching the, the, the golf, and Tiger hits that long putt, and you're like, man, this guy, he was one of the best ever. He is the best ever. What am I saying one of? He's the best golfer ever. Most entertaining. 
the wow highlights, everything's there. He, and that's one of his iconic p- moments. He makes that putt. Then we go to 18. And what happens on 18? He puts a drive in the rough. He puts his approach off the green, and he bogeys 18. And I think to myself, I'm reminded immediately of last year, the PGA Championship, when they had it at Oak Hill. And Michael Block hits the the, the par 3 15th hole on the hole-in-one, like bang, jars it, hole-in-one, incredible moment. Michael Block is launched into stardom because he makes this, this birdie. I'm sorry, this hole-in-one, not a birdie. He aces the 15th. Iconic moment. Oh, my God, what a moment. What did he do on 16? Bogey. And it's important to me as someone that plays a good amount of golf to remember. You know how mad I get at myself sometimes when I bogey a hole? I'll be like, oh, man, I got a bogey. Here's Tiger Woods immediately after one of the best shots of his life bogeys the next hole. Tiger Woods bogeys the next hole. I'm over here being like, man, bogey stinks. Please. We, we golfers have to be easier on ourselves. I think that's one of the things that like really brought me into golf was the fact that while my score will look drastically different from any professional, hole to hole, I could have the same exact hole as any professional it's, golfer out there. Whereas if I'm playing hockey, I can't say, oh, I'm going to have the same night as Tage Thompson. Right. Like it's, it's drastically different. It's so true and it's so valuable for golf. So that the 2001 Master, or sorry, 2001 Players Championship, when Tiger does that, the better than most putt, and then bogeys 18, they show his whole scorecard. And what did I do? I looked to see if I beat him at any hole. And sure enough, it's so stupid. I know I'm not playing from the tips, not PGA. I don't care. I see they throw up that whole scorecard. And what did I say to my buddy? I go mm, bogey on one, tough one, Tiger. I parred that one. <laughs> what else are you gonna do? The whole point of playing these these courses, and I would encourage anybody, you know, go. Go on the golf trip. Go play the incredible course that you're going to see on TV because, you know, if you if you can if you can do it, Harding Park played Harding Park where they played the PGA in 2020. Played that 16th hole, stood on the tee box where Morikawa bent a driver shot around to like eight feet, and whatever. Like, it, Josh, you're so right. That is such a valuable thing about golf is you can imagine the moment that you know. You're playing the same course. You're, I've, I've stood in that tee box. I've stood on that green. I've chipped on from them. It's it's super valuable. All right. Anyway, that's better to forget it. 803-0550. Extendo Sports coming up. Josh going to be with Zach Jones for the uh, Northtown Automotive Extra Point Show. I know Sal is on in the afternoon uh, with Bulldog. So we've got you covered here. 803-0550 if you want to jump on on a uh, sunny, clear for now, Wednesday morning. Beautiful day outside here on WGR.